You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Homes.com knows having the right agent can make or break your home search. That's why they provide home shoppers with an agent directory that gives you a detailed look at each agent's experience, like the number of closed sales in a specific neighborhood, average price range, and more. It lets you easily connect with all the agents in the area you're searching so you can find the right agent with the right experience and ultimately the right home for you. Homes.com. We've done your homework. Are you ready to take charge of your health journey? Look no further than Trinity School of Natural Health. With their flexible online programs, you can receive the comprehensive education you need to care for your loved ones or step into the thriving field of natural health. Why choose Trinity? Because their programs offer more than just coursework. You'll interact with experienced instructors, connect with like-minded peers, and even participate in optional live events to hone your skills. If you've ever thought about becoming a certified natural health professional, the CNHP program at Trinity School of Natural Health is the perfect certification course. You'll equip yourself with the knowledge and skills to make a real difference in the lives of others. Turn your passion for natural health into a rewarding career. Visit trinityschool.org today to learn more about the Certified Natural Health Professional Certification Program. Go to trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Trinity School of Natural Health. Transform your life. Transform the world. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Hi, I'm Chelsea Clinton, and this season on In Fact, we're celebrating Women's History Month. I'll be talking with trailblazing women across a variety of industries about their personal journeys, the progress women have made, and how far we still have to go. Today, it's my great honor to be discussing women in public service with someone who has accomplished many firsts in her career, Wisconsin Senator Tammy Baldwin. It can be easy to forget how recently women were barely visible at the highest levels of our government. Just 30 years ago, 1992 was dubbed, quote, the year of the woman for the record-breaking number of women elected to Congress. And how many was that? 24 representatives out of 435 and four senators out of 100, which brought the total number of women in the Senate to seven. 
That was record-breaking. Granted, we've made some progress since then. Women now make up 28% of the House and nearly 25% of the Senate. But that's a far cry from equal representation. Plus, 17 states have never had a woman senator, 19 have never had a woman governor, many congressional districts have never been represented by a woman, many cities have never had a woman mayor, and out of the 45 people who've served as president, not a single one has been a woman. Many voters still have a hard time imagining a woman in public office. And that's just one barrier women running for office face. There are also explicit and implicit sexist attacks. And as multiple studies have shown, the media cover women candidates differently than their male counterparts. Something we've certainly seen in my family, and it's equally painful when I see it happen to anyone, anywhere. And when in office, women historically have been excluded, sometimes officially, from the dinners, country clubs, and back rooms where their male counterparts broker and execute power. And yet, record numbers of women are running for office at every level. So, while there are many glass ceilings yet to be broken, I'm happy to say my guest today has shattered quite a few. When Tammy Baldwin was elected to the House in 1998, she became Wisconsin's first female member of Congress and the first openly LGBTQ person to run for and win a congressional seat. Then, in 2012, she became the state's first female senator and the first openly LGBTQ member of the Senate. She was re-elected in 2018 with more than 55% of the vote, a rarity in a state used to razor-thin margins. Throughout her career, she's championed reforms in healthcare, including mental health, in infrastructure, manufacturing, and education. And she's proved to little girls and little boys alike that women and members of the LGBTQ community more than belong in every level of government. Senator Baldwin, thank you for your time today. I'm really excited for our conversation about women in public service. And you're someone I've just so long admired and I'm so thankful to have you in conversation today. It might just be a good place to start at the beginning. And if you could share what drew you to public service and is this where you'd always imagined you would wind up? I'll start with the second question and the answer is no, but then I'll journey backwards and, and, and take you to how it did happen. I think there's sort of two major motivating factors for me. One was just a life experience. When I was nine, I had a very serious childhood illness. I was raised by my maternal grandparents and I had to be hospitalized. For your listeners, I would describe it as similar to spinal meningitis, but that wasn't the exact diagnosis. And so I was in the hospital and then fully recovered. And my grandmother visited me every day and they would have never dreamed of burdening me as a child with their insurance or financial worries. But as family lore goes, their family insurance didn't cover me because I wasn't a dependent. I was a grandchild, not a child, legally. And then they weren't able to find insurance that would cover me after I was fully recovered. And so I spent a lot of my youth without insurance until I was actually in college and could get into a group plan because I was viewed as uninsurable. Actuaries would look at my serious illness and long-term hospitalization and say, we don't want to touch her with a 10-foot pole. And so 
that and then witnessing other healthcare struggles that other families had really created a, a passion for wanting to change that. I just felt what happened in our family's situation was wrong and it needed to be changed. The other youthful experience for me was more exposing myself to the idea of elective office as a place where change could occur and this sort of wrong could be righted, if you will. And so that was middle school student council, really, believe it or not. (laughs) So what role did you have on your middle school student council? I was on the student council and then the student government vice president. And we took on all these projects that made me realize as a very young person that we could make a difference collectively and individually. So it's trite, but I'll give you a couple of examples. I think of the college expression for this is town gown issues, but we wondered how the neighbors of our middle school experienced being neighbors to a middle school. And so we surveyed them. And what did you find? Well, we found that the fact that there was no muffler on the industrial arts air exchanger really annoyed a woman whose house was adjacent to that. We had another person who had a corner lot and kids would cut the corner instead of sticking to the sidewalk and damage her tulips, et cetera. There was one area where houses backed up to a sidewalk that approached the school and some of the older middle schoolers would smoke during recess. And so what did you do? Which of these did you think merited your attention? And and what did you do to try to help your school? We fixed all of it. You fixed all of it. So we um, lobbied the school board to say, we need a muffler for this air exchanger. We then found some fairly inexpensive knee-high fencing to put at the corner. So you could still walk over it, but you'd have to be making a big effort to trample over the tulips. A conscious choice to be a tulip destroyer. (laughs) Yeah. And then we had a monitor who had a steep decrease in the smoking activity. (laughs) Let's put it that way. But in any event, then we invited everybody in the neighborhood to come over for cookies and milk or something after school one day and just sort of said, we're here and keep in communication. So that was one example. And then the other one, our city, Madison, had a sister city relationship with Managua, Nicaragua. And I think during my middle school years, there was a natural disaster. And so we raised money for a school to be able to replace damaged books and other things through a fundraising activity. And then I remember getting thank you notes in Spanish from the students at the school, just expressing their appreciation that children so far away cared and did something. And it felt good. And it never really occurred to me as a middle schooler that I could do this like as a career. (laughs) But when I kind of figured that out, (laughs) it was just amazing. And yet when you were in middle school, Tammy, there weren't many women in visible elected offices. I mean, not not in Madison, but not in most places. Were you aware of that as a kid? That like you may want to have this career, but there weren't a lot of people that looked like you. I was very aware of that, but also aware of some of those at least local glass ceilings being shattered. I remember one of the first Well, two of the first women to serve in the state legislature 
in my area were considered pioneers. And boy, did they champion things that impacted women. So I was a little bit aware of that. And I also will add that I ended up after high school attending a women's college, a Smith College in Northampton, Massachusetts, where at that age, every leadership position on campus was held by a woman. And a strange fact about me, but I was a double major in government and math. And at the time, nationally, 1% of math faculty were women. But at Smith College, 50% of the math faculty were women. Not 100%, but 50%. And so I think some of those experiences helped increase confidence that I could do this job. And did you have any women, public servants, politicians as mentors who really helped you decide to run for office for the first time and then mentored you while you were in office? Yes. My first job out of college, my return to my hometown of Madison, I did an internship at the governor's office with the governor's advisor on women's issues. And it was at a time when the state was undertaking a pay equity study of the state because we already had equal pay for equal work laws, but we didn't have laws that helped close the gap when you're talking about a female-dominated profession, where within that profession, there's going to be equal pay for equal work. But compared to a male-dominated profession, there was going to be a pay gap. So this would be in the mid-1980s. So you would have teachers and nurses who were usually public employees, or not usually, but many of them were. But then you would have in, say, the parks and recreation, (laughs) highway divisions, etc. Now, there was a big pay gap between those male and female-dominated professions. But how do you compare them to figure out what piece of that differential is gender inequity? Gender-related, yeah. Yeah. And we figured out a methodology to do it. That's where the being a math major helps. (laughs) You can look at, you know, what is the consequence of making a mistake on the job? If it's a nurse, somebody might die. If it's a pilot, somebody might die. If it's making a mistake in other professions can have a lot lower risks. You can look at how many people do you supervise? What is the educational background required in order to be certified you know, to do this? So you can look at all these comparables and figure out what remains that can only be explained by gender inequities. So you did this work and you're like, oh, I can use my math in government. Yeah. And then at the same time, the city and the county were beginning to look at their own workforces, figuring out the same things. And I started monitoring their meetings as they were having these debates on pay equity, which is a ridiculously nerdy thing to do. I didn't have cable TV at home, so I just would go and sit in the public gallery. I think one of the county board supervisors thought I was a reporter. And at some point I listened to their debate and thought, I'm as smart as anybody in this room. And uh, so after my gap year, I started law school. And then in my first semester, my county board supervisor said she was retiring. And, you know, one of my law school classes is a small group class and the rest of them were big lectures. So I went up to my small group professor who kind of is a mentor. He looked at me really sternly and he said, you know, Ms. Baldwin, if you really applied yourself, you could be a great lawyer. 
And then a twinkle burst into his, you know, twinkle in his eyes. And he said, but if you insist on this political thing, you'll have my full support. So he was one of my supporters and encouragers. And, you know, I was able to start writing laws at the same time I was studying them. It was so amazing. Much to the chagrin of the corporation council who's supposed to do the drafting of all the ordinance amendments for the county. And I would come in with my legal notepad and, you know, section whatever should be amended. And he's like, that's my job. I learned so much there, but the women on the county board, many of whom had been on the county board for a long time, really became mentors. And when the next opportunity opened up, which was state assembly, oh boy, I just had this team ready to, ready to help. It's such an amazing story, I think, because there's clearly this through line from middle school to today. And I wanted to be on the county board because they, back then, it's no longer the case in Wisconsin, but they worked on healthcare policies. They had a program for indigent individuals who didn't have health insurance that would help in the event of a hospitalization. But I found so many inequities in that program that I was really able to work on healthcare policy as a county board supervisor. So back to the second question where I said, no, I couldn't have imagined that I would be in the U.S. Senate when I was in middle school or whatever. Although some of my college friends would tell you otherwise, but I, I don't remember having that path in my mind. But these opportunities to have a greater reach have been extraordinary. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Are you ready to take charge of your health journey? Look no further than Trinity School of Natural Health. With their flexible online programs, you can receive the comprehensive education you need to care for your loved ones or step into the thriving field of natural health. Why choose Trinity? Because their programs offer more than just coursework. You'll interact with experienced instructors, connect with like-minded peers, and even participate in optional live events to hone your skills. If you've ever thought about becoming a certified natural health professional, the CNHP program at Trinity School of Natural Health is the perfect certification course. You'll equip yourself with the knowledge and skills to make a real difference in the lives of others. Turn your passion for natural health into a rewarding career. Visit trinityschool.org today to learn more about the Certified Natural Health Professional Certification Program. Go to trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Trinity School of Natural Health. Transform your life. Transform the world. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. 
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. When you were elected to Congress for Wisconsin in 1998, you were the first woman to be a representative from the whole state of Wisconsin. Yeah, earlier that year, we had celebrated the state's sesquicentennial. Try that five times fast. Okay, I remember <laughs> when we celebrated Arkansas sesquicentennial when I was yes. a little girl. And I actually remember repeating the word over and over and over again <laughs> until I could finally pronounce it correctly. That's right. So we had statehood in 1848, and I ran for and won the House seat in 1998, the year of Wisconsin's sesquicentennial. I remember a couple of things vividly about that juxtaposition. You know, it took us 150 years to elect our first woman to Congress. But I also remember attending a celebratory event on the day of our sesquicentennial at the old territorial capital, which is not in Madison. And we were asked to come in period costume. Oh, what did you dress up so, as? Well, there would not have been any women in the state legislature yes, as, as it convened in 1848. But I remember doing a radio interview from the area and saying, you'll have to wait while I remove my bonnet. <laughs> that was a first for radio. And did you feel any additional pressure either in that race or when you got to Congress because you were now the first? That's interesting. You know, I've been a, a first in several areas. I've been the first out LGBTQ member of the Senate. And certainly in terms of the House, I was the first non-incumbent 
out person to get elected. Everyone else who had been out in the House before had come out in office. You know, until it's done, people... It hasn't been done. Yeah. Right. It's never been done. It's never been done. And it can be done. And so I remember the pressure of of that. There's a lot of well-meaning friends who said, just don't know if the voters are ready. We really need this seat. In my House seat, it was a pickup from a moderate Republican who had retired. You know, might have not been the first choice of those who were recruiting candidates, but yet we showed it could be done. I think the other thing, both as a woman and as a member of the LGBTQ community, is the way you interact with the media. So even when I was running for the state legislature, which was 1992, the year of the woman in politics, if you remember. I definitely remember. People would ask me, you know, what is your woman's agenda? What is your gay agenda? And I would quickly remind folks that I was running to represent everybody in the district that I would represent and that I had all people's concerns and challenges in my mind and that it's important to elect women when we bring our life experiences with us to the job and it informs what we do. But I am running for the opportunity to represent everyone and want to speak to the top issues of concern, including healthcare, which has always been a top issue of concern among my constituency. And I kept getting asked over and over again. And what I realized finally that was a little bit empowering is, at least at the local level, you have the same reporters from the local media covering the race from the beginning to the end. And I would have the opportunity to say, you know, you can, you can write, you know, can a woman win? Can an LGBT person, you know, win? But you only get to write it once. It's newsworthy. But you can't write it every time you're covering my candidacy and the other candidates in the race. That was a challenge in all my races. And do you think that challenge has gotten better or worse for you and other women and LGBTQ candidates who are running for public office? I'm a numbers person as a math major. As the numbers grow, it becomes less and less of an issue. Sometimes you try and you don't succeed. Sometimes you try again and you do. But the more and more people can look and see somebody like themselves, the more and more those barriers come down. So no one can say after an election and re-election to the U.S. Senate where I won my re-election race with just shy of 11 percentage points in Wisconsin that doesn't decide any races with more than one, right? <laughs> one percentage point, it seems. No one can say it can't be done, right? It's been done. Twice. <laughs> yes. Wow. <laughs> and I do wonder, though, for young people in the LGBTQ community who have lived through, you know, not just watched, but lived through the last handful of years in which there often has been quite pointed and ugly rhetoric about women and about members of the LGBTQ community, including from the last administration, kind of amplified from the White House, originating sometimes from the White House. How have the conversations I know you must have had with young people thinking about running for office changed? Well, I think that there was a view during the years prior to the Trump administration, a view and a reality that a lot of progress had been made, both through administrative actions and through passage of laws. And I think I find among women I know and among members of the LGBTQ community that we can't take that progress for granted and we can't take progress as victory. And so as hard as those years have been, those 
Trump years and the legacy of what's been stirred up, I think for some, it has shown that it's even more important than ever to get out there and defend the progress that has been made and seek to make more. And that's been inspiring. And the honor that I have to be able to, it's often referred to as symbolism, but it is so important for a young person to be able to look and say, I didn't think I might be able to achieve my goals or even should strive for them. And this gives me hope that I can. And when you hear somebody come back to you with that story, boy, it's an amazing, amazing opportunity. It it sounds like you're optimistic even after the last years in which gender and race and religion and sex identity and so much else was often weaponized by the right, arguably a backlash to the progress that had been made, that young people are still stepping forward and running for county boards and state legislatures and school boards, as well as to be your colleague in Washington. It is happening, and that's very inspiring. But I will also say, as hopeful a person as I am, I share in so many people's fears and concerns about where we are as a nation right now and for our very democracy. So we have to redouble our efforts. We have to. We're taking a quick break. Stay with us. Are you ready to take charge of your health journey? Look no further than Trinity School of Natural Health. With their flexible online programs, you can receive the comprehensive education you need to care for your loved ones or step into the thriving field of natural health. Why choose Trinity? Because their programs offer more than just coursework. You'll interact with experienced instructors, connect with like-minded peers, and even participate in optional live events to hone your skills. If you've ever thought about becoming a certified natural health professional, The CNHP program at Trinity School of Natural Health is the perfect certification course. You'll equip yourself with the knowledge and skills to make a real difference in the lives of others. Turn your passion for natural health into a rewarding career. Visit trinityschool.org today to learn more about the Certified Natural Health Professional Certification Program. Go to trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Trinity School of Natural Health. Transform your life. Transform the world. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. 
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great-tasting all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to symbiotica.com. That's C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. We've talked so much already in this conversation about your healthcare experience as being one of the reasons why you wanted to go into and why you've stayed in public service. And you know, here we are now, more than two years into COVID-19. And I wonder if you could just share what you've been working on that relates to the pandemic? What would you like people to know about what you're working on? Let me mention a few. I want to just put a bookmark on one, I think, very proud achievement when I was in the house on healthcare, very much informed by my family story and so many others. When I served on one of the committees that put together elements of the Affordable Care Act, I sponsored the amendment that allows young people to stay on their parents' health insurance until they're 26. And I knew that that was the most uninsured age group, age range. There's all sorts of other indicators of how likely you are to be uninsured relating to race, relating to income, et cetera. But if you look at just age demographics, high school to mid-20s, people tend to be uninsured. And that changed overnight. Thanks to you. Yeah. But I was so proud of that. And it was so anticlimactic. It happened at like at 2 a.m. We finally had the votes on the committee to get it through. Did you call anyone at 2 a.m.? Did you call like a friend or a family member? You're like, who do I call to celebrate? It's 2 a.m. Henry Waxman was chair of the committee. And, and I was like, I'm, I'm ready to give my speech about my amendment. He's like, you're not giving a speech on your amendment. It's in the manager's amendment. We're voting on it. We're getting it out. We've got to do this. That was the magic moment. So so anticlimactic. But I just remember years later, especially when I'm visiting college campuses, I would say, raise your hand if you're on your parents' health insurance. And 
almost every hand would go up. And that made up for all the anticlimactic nature of what was happening in the committee room at 2 a.m. This was like, oh my God. So today, Wisconsin, sadly, is one of those states that has never expanded Medicaid under the Affordable Care Act. And so I'm joining with our two new Georgia senators who also represent a state that has never expanded Medicaid to try to create a direct federal program in order to allow those very low-income individuals to have the sort of comprehensive insurance benefits you would have if you lived in a state that had expanded Medicaid. And that is pandemic-related, but it would outlast the pandemic in terms of its importance. We've always had health disparities based on a number of different factors, as I just mentioned, but they were just brought to everybody's attention during the pandemic in very visible and powerful ways. And I think that we can't let this moment of recognition pass without addressing it in a robust way. That would be one example, but I'll tell you, I'm I'm still working on a lot of healthcare-related issues. Well, because there's just always so much more to do. Yes. I do want to ask, especially because you're a math major, if there is one statistic about women in politics that either really continues to inspire you directly or maybe enrages you and then inspires you through that anger to try to ensure that there are more women in more positions of power to do more good for more people in more places across our country? There's a lot, but let me, you said one. Well, it can be more (laughs) than one. Right now, I'm thinking a lot about the Supreme Court. And I believe that there have been 115 justices since the beginning of the Supreme Court. And five of those have been women. Zero percent have been Black women. And uh, I'm both angered and frustrated by that, but also inspired that it might change and it might change very soon. Yes. And I have been aghast at the volume of rhetoric emerging from people that it somehow isn't important to actually have a Black woman justice on the Supreme Court, when clearly it is. And there are certainly many, many, many Black women who are incredibly qualified to sit on that bench. I go back to that thought of nobody checks their life experience at the door when they enter a room, like it was a coat check here. My life experience stays out there, then I walk into the room. (laughs) it's always with us. And it informs our approach to all the things we do in our work. And it's why it's so important that we have a much more reflective set of life experiences and greater diversity in all of our governmental institutions, as well as non-governmental institutions for that matter. You have so often been the first in so many ways, a local, state, national level, What do you think we need to do to ensure that the first in any way is not the only? I think that's gradually happening. One might be the only for a while, but hopefully that time is, what is it, Moore's Law and computing, right? The half-life of that is getting shorter and shorter. So I was only in the Senate for six years before there were two. And so who knows what happens next? But if you don't try it, it never happens. 
when you try it and you succeed, there's one. And then once that glass ceiling is broken, we make change. We make change. And hopefully then we preserve the change. That's right. And don't get complacent about the progress. And don't mistake progress for success. Senator, thank you so much for everything, including your time today. Thank you so much. This has been a pure delight speaking with you. You can keep up with Senator Baldwin on Twitter at Tammy Baldwin or on Instagram at Senator Baldwin. In Fact is brought to you by iHeartRadio. We are produced by a mighty group of women and one amazing man. Erica Goodmanson, Marit Har, Sarah Horowitz, Jessamyn Molly, and Justin Wright. With help from Lindsay Hoffman, Barry Lurie, Joyce Kubin, Julie Subrin, Mike Taylor, and Emily Young. Original music is by Justin Wright. If you like this episode of In Fact, please make sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode and tell your family and friends to do the same. If you really want to help us out, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Are you ready to take charge of your health journey? Look no further than Trinity School of Natural Health. With their flexible online programs, you can receive the comprehensive education you need to care for your loved ones or step into the thriving field of natural health. Why choose Trinity? Because their programs offer more than just coursework. You'll interact with experienced instructors, connect with like-minded peers, and even participate in optional live events to hone your skills. If you've ever thought about becoming a certified natural health professional, the CNHP program at Trinity School of Natural Health is the perfect certification course. You'll equip yourself with the knowledge and skills to make a real difference in the lives of others. Turn your passion for natural health into a rewarding career. Visit trinityschool.org today to learn more about the Certified Natural Health Professional Certification Program. Go to trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Trinity School of Natural Health. Transform your life. Transform the world. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Are you on the hunt for a new home this spring? 
but don't know where to start? Fisher Homes is your solution. Your new home should reflect you from the front door to the kitchen and even your outdoor space. Start your journey by selecting your ideal home site, like in a cul-de-sac or that's tree-lined, and then choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans. Bring it all together at our Lifestyle Design Center. Let Fisher Homes be your new home solution this spring and start making memories at fisherhomes.com. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org.